Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment, a weekly podcast of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry, a scripturally driven men's ministry with three goals for every man, striving to be better husbands, better fathers, and more Christ-like and godly men. Join Wingman Nation co-founders Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis and an occasional special guest as they discuss issues relevant to a man's needs, struggles, habits, and hurts. And now... Here's Randy and Pastor Jay. Hello, Wingman Nation. Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment podcast. My name's John Delaney. I'm the producer of the podcast. I'm here with co-founders of Wingman Nation, Pastor Jay and Randy Ferrero. Good morning, guys. Good morning, John. Yeah, we good morning. Well, you know, I don't know where you're listening, but (laughs) it's morning here at the airport, and it's quiet today, so there's not a lot going on at the airport, fortunately, so we don't have noise in the background. But but hey, listen, this morning, and we're not going to fret if there is noise. How about that? That's right. There we go. So today, we are going to be talking about freedom from fretting. Um, it's gonna. Uh, we're gonna look at the scripture uh, of Psalm thirty-seven verses one through forty, and um, yeah. we're gonna talk about what it what it means to fret and how uh, we can get freedom from doing that. Exactly, Guys? John. You know, Psalm thirty-seven is one of my favorite scriptures in in all the Word of God. So let's just look at the backstory here a little bit. First of all, to fret means to heat up. It means to be burned up about something. To worry. You guys worried about anything? To be angry. Fretting is emotional strain. It's something that makes you uneasy. Another way to look at it, it is active restlessness. Active restlessness. Active restlessness. Wow. (laughs) King David was fretting about something. He looked around and he saw that those who were wicked seemed to be doing better than those who were following God. Have you all ever had that sense? Yeah. You look around, you watch the news, you begin to think, okay, God, I know you're in control, but is our side winning? Yeah. yeah. And why is that guy doing that and getting away with it? That's right. Oh, that that's a tough one. Yeah. So what David was writing about, he had experienced. Now he's older, and he reflects on how to respond when it appears the ungodly are doing better than the godly. I think that is very timely advice for today. Also, David had been the recipient of ungodly attacks, vicious gossip and rumors. He understood how that reality invites fretting into the life of a believer. So his advice here in Psalm 37 gives us a roadmap for dealing with fretting today. And guys... Uh, I don't know what your fretting looks like, but I can tell you that some way, somehow, during your day, you're going to have a moment where you want to fret about something. So David gives us seven specific steps here in Psalm 37 on overcoming this issue of fretting. Thank you, Jay. Fretting, yes. That's an interesting word. Fretting. Fretting. Um, worrying, fretting. So the first first of the seven steps is trusting in the Lord. Yeah. Um, trust in the Lord. It's it's simple yet profound advice. You know, mm-hmm. trust means faith, and faith cures fretting. Yeah. It sounds easy, 
But let's talk about it. You know, trust means without care or freedom from fretting. Trust yeah. is positively surrendering to God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And one of the difficult things that guys have is uh, to deal with is surrender. We want to control oh, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to take everything. Oh, I can take care of that. I can fix that. But when you place your faith in the Lord and release your worries to him and things that even aren't worrying you, but if you're just releasing your day to him, um, it's replaced with hope. That's right. Anticipation and, you know, positive expectations concerning the future because we're not in control of the future. Right. No matter how much we fret or worry. Exactly. God's controlling what's going to happen. And there are a thousand things we can fret about, guys. Uh, it may be a marriage issue. And I, and I think sometimes on this control issue that as men, we tend to want to be controlling in our marriages. Mm-hmm. And, and God is saying we've got to release that control to him. We've got to trust in him. It may be you're fretting about finances. I mean, that's a huge, huge. issue yeah. uh, with guys. You may be fretting about your job. I was talking to a, a man in our uh, wingman Bible study last night who had just had it with his job. Yeah. I mean, he was fretting about it. So uh, we tend to want to control that when God says, I want you to release that. Mm-hmm. So trust the Lord. Number two, David says, do the will of God. And the way we know that in verse three, he says to do good. That means do the right thing. When you do the right thing, a sense of freedom comes over you. It happens every time. It may not be easy to do the right thing. And it may cost you to do the right thing, but when you do that, there is an overwhelming sense of peace and joy and that sense that God is with you. Freedom and fretting cannot survive in the same house. So David's telling us, get busy for God. Be active for Him. Do His will in spite of your circumstances and determine that you're going to do the right thing no matter what. Randy, I know that uh, you are a, a Christian, committed Christian, and you have a business. How do you make that work, doing the will of God and in the workplace as well? Well, thank you for calling me committed. I think sometimes I need to be committed. Committed <laughs> <laughs> Christian. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't hear that part. Um, yes, we have, uh, it, it's it's not easy. We have about 450 employees throughout the company, and, uh, and uh, you know, all of them know where I stand on, on my faith. Uh, I do not um, force it on anybody, oh, but I do not shy away from giving them advice based on what I believe God has taught me and and is telling me. So typically in our company, when I start talking about the Lord, I always say, well, for me, this is how God has done it in my life or how Mm. God has uh, placed that on my heart. And this is how I would handle things from God's perspective. And it gives them an example I'm not telling them they have to do it that way, right. but I'm saying, here's if we do it like this, according to what God says, he will take care of us. That's right. So none of them can run out and say that I'm forcing of anything course. on them. I'm just giving them examples sure. and, 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 
and we always try to do the right, right. thing. And that is, that is, I like the last part of what you said, yeah. determine that you will do the right thing no matter what. So guys, if we put that in our minds from the beginning and consciously say, when we wake up in the morning today, I'm going to make sure I'm always doing the right thing. Yes. No matter what. Yes. Be conscious of it. Make That's it deliberate. Right. And you can do it. Randy, how, how would you advise someone who is in the workplace right now to live out their faith? Maybe they have a boss who is not a believer. This man I was talking to last night ha- has a uh, supervisor who is not of our faith, mm-hmm. and it makes it difficult. So how would you advise somebody that they could live out their faith, uh, live it out loud, yeah. uh, w- without crossing the line? Well, remember... The Bible talks about Jesus and God as love. Yes. So if you're living your life every day at Mm -hmm. your job and you're doing everything in love, you're expressing your faith, people not even knowing it. Mm. Good. And so for him, I would advise him just to act out everything in love. And you don't have to be telling people about God all the time. They're going to see God in you. That's it. Based on how you act. However, even in companies where they're very strict about not doing that, that does not mean you can't do as I mentioned, saying, in my life, this is how God helps me. That is great. There's nothing, you know, politically incorrect or problematic with that. You're not pointing the finger at anyone. You're just saying, this has been my experience. This is how God has worked for me. Yeah, it may or may not work for you if you decide to do it that way, but this is how it works for me. And you express love and care. And they're going to see that you have something that they don't have or that others may not have, and they may ask you. It's your wingman, the last last line of the wingman life verse, do everything in love. That's it. That's right. That is exactly right. Do the will of God. So number three is delight yourself in the Lord. You know, delight yourself in the Lord is part of Psalms 37, 4. And the word delight, guys, means to get your joy from, to focus on, enjoy the presence of, to spend time with. And David invites us to redirect our emotions. Instead of fretting over what's happening, start delighting in the one who can change it. Amen. Seek joy through Christ alone. You know, focus on Him and His Word. Enjoy His presence and daily spend time with Him. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I read something a couple of weeks ago about um, every day, as soon as your eyes open in the morning, start thanking God Mm. for another day. Mm. And God can help us be joyful because we can start our day ornery, <laughs> ugly, sad. Where's depressed. my cup of coffee? <laughs> right. Or we can start our day as soon as we open our eyes. Good. Start praising and thanking God and asking to be joyful. And I got to tell you, I've been trying it because yeah. I'm grumpy in the morning. I'm not. A, I'm. A, I'm not a morning person. And. I now get out of bed feeling more joyful and thankful than That's I ever good. have. Yeah. That's, That's good. good. That makes yeah. your whole day easier, you know. Exactly. And David's not saying to delight in your circumstances. No. 
He's saying to delight in the Lord. Exactly. Uh, because the Lord is unchanging. Your circumstances will change. The Lord does not change. So you can delight in Him. You can depend upon Him. And He's there. He's and, there. And if you acknowledge that in the morning, your day is going to still be what your day is going to be. Exactly. But you will joyfully face it. That's right. And He's been up all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he knows what's coming. Yeah. He, he already knows what's coming. Look at number four. Commit your way to the Lord. Psalm 37, 5 and 6. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. That word commit literally means to roll over. It is a picture of taking your burdens to the Lord and rolling them over on Him and leaving them with Him. You know, guys, I don't have much of a problem rolling my problems over to the Lord. I have problems leaving them there. And I tend to want to take them back. I'll put it on the altar, and every time it tries to crawl off the altar and and find me again. Have you ever had a piece of, like, uh, toilet paper stuck to your shoe? (laughs) And you're walking around with it. You know what I'm talking about? I do. You know, that's what I've always made that joke. It's like you go to the altar to let things go, and you turn around, and guess what? It's still stuck to your shoe. There it is. He's saying, roll it over and leave it. You surrender and entrust everything to God. And notice what happens when you commit your way to the Lord. He will do it. Mm -hmm. He will do it. Mm -hmm. God begins to act on your behalf. God intervenes. God will even protect your character and reputation. You know, as a, as a pastor for 42 years, uh, many times I would worry about my reputation. I would worry about what people think. You know, if I'm pleasing God, I have discovered that God can defend me a whole lot better than I can, can defend yeah. me. Sure. The Lord has multiple ways of revealing the truth of the matter to those who have believed otherwise. So if someone has said something malicious about you, you just keep committing your way to the Lord. You keep delighting in the Lord. You keep trusting in Him and doing the right thing. God has a way of taking care of these things. That's right. He will do it. He will do it. And you've been a pastor for 42 years, man. I didn't know you were that old. Yeah, I'm old, old, man. man. <laughs> started when I was four. <laughs> uh, number five. This one's, uh, this is interesting. This is be still before the Lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, in verse seven, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. You know, so guys, we, there there are times when we need to be be silent before God. You know, like getting away from our phone and our yeah. computers yeah. and Facebook and Instagram and all those yes. other things, or you know, anything that the TV, anything that distracts us from focusing entirely entirely on the Lord. You know, it's the picture of waiting expectantly on the Lord, believing that he's at work, even when it seems that he may not. And Mm -hmm. taking the time, and you may be thinking, oh, well, I just don't have time. I'm rushing in the morning. I got kids. I got to get up. You know, in the evening, I'm trying to spend family time. Well, those are all good things. But if it's important, you're going to make time. And this is important. That's right. There's always time you can carve out in your day. You can figure it out. That's right. 
Be still in this crazy, busy life we live. Be silent. Be still. Every day, spend that time before God being quiet and let God speak to you. You know, prayer is not only talking to God, it's listening. It is. Mm -hmm. And God has something to say. Number six, believe the Lord is directing your every step. Psalm 37, 23 and 24. The steps of a man are established by the Lord and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. When you delight in the Lord, he directs even your steps. God leads you step by step. It is important to remember that God does not shine a huge spotlight on the next hundreds of steps. No, God instead shines a pin light to give you only enough light for the next step. That keeps you dependent on him. And that requires faith. If he showed us the whole plan, then we wouldn't need faith. But he says, one step at a time, I'm going to give you light for the next step. David was now an older man. He had faced unbelievable troubles and difficulties, yet he makes this confession in verse 25 of Psalm 37. I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. God will never turn his back on you. He will provide for you men, and he will keep you safe, and he will keep you secure every step of the way. And notice what he says here. He will even hold your hand in the process. You may be fearful of that next step. You, you may have an uncertain future in your mind, but I'm telling you, as you trust in God. You have to believe that he is going to direct not only your steps, but he is directing your stops as well. Sometimes God will stop you and say, no, that's not my plan. That's not my direction. So he will hold your hand. He will see you through it. Number seven, don't forget that time and truth are on our side. In, in Psalms 37, 32 uh, 24, it says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because yeah. the Lord is the one who holds his hand. Mm. So even when it seems like, you know, we do all the right things to still find ourselves, we can still find ourselves in adverse circumstances. Keep walking in the will of God. Yeah. Keep doing the right thing. Always do the right thing. Yes. Because we have two allies, truth and time. Hmm. You know, truth will always win out. And it what will. God says he will do, he will do. Uh, the truth, you know, you've heard the old axiom, the truth will set us free. Time is also on the side of the one who walks with in the will of God. Yes. You know, time is the friend of the people of God. I in, love that. And, and and that's just God speaking. Uh, exactly. So, guys, if you are in the midst of fretting about something right now and, and your life seems kind of unhinged, we want to encourage you to take these seven steps and begin to apply them to your life. We encourage you to read Psalm 37 and not only read it, but act upon it. And Randy, what you said just a moment ago, don't ever forget that when you do the right thing, 
Time and truth are on your side. Guys, thank you for joining us today for our Wingman Men's Moment. Until next time, Wingman out! Thank you for listening to the Wingman Men's Moment weekly podcast. The Wingman Men's Ministry is based around the Air Force concept of a wingman. It uses the fighter jet theme and parallels the duties of a wingman in the Air Force, his commitment to his pilot and flight team, and how they're related to the men of your church and their commitment to God in their lives, their families, and their Christian brothers. Visit us at wingmannation.com.